So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my lips. I give you my notes. And I submit them before you. Lord, I thank you tonight for the grace that will preach and break barriers. I thank you tonight, Lord God, that as I decrease, your anointing, your very person, and Jesus the apostle will begin to increase in this house. I pray, God, that the anointing to break chains will be among us. And I'm asking you now that every single deaf ear, not physically but spiritually, that they would begin to pop open now. And Lord, won't you put a trumpet in my mouth that at the sound of my words, you will allow heaven to meet earth. We give you praise, honor, and glory in the highest name we all know, the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for the Lord? Come on, can we put our hands together for the Lord? The Bible says to clap your hands, all ye people. Come on, begin to clap. And as you clap your hands, say, thank you, Jesus. And as you clap your hands, say, God, you're worthy. And as you clap your hands, begin to say, hallelujah. Come on, it is the highest praise. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to greet you. I want to greet your host pastors, Pastor um, Andrew and Chantel Beresford. Can we put our hands together for them? They are phenomenal individuals, and I have the opportunity of calling Pastor uh, Andrew Big Bro. And I love you so much, sir. I thank you for the opportunity. Um, Serve City, thank you for having me. I want to greet you. I want to acknowledge my apostle, Apostle Ryan Lestrange, to whom has commissioned me and given me the authority to be here tonight, so I'm grateful to him. SHM! My family's in the house, and the love of my life is in the house. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not going to single her out because she'll be mad at me, but I love you. All right, I was um, praying into tonight's service, and the Lord told me to tell you, he said this. You're getting your fight back. So usually when people lost the fight, they would be more excited than that. But the Lord, I was praying and the Lord said, he began to show me um, leeches. You know what a leech is? When you go swimming in like a lake or a beach and they suck onto your skin and you don't even feel it. And depending on the amount of leeches that are sucking onto you, it can cause, it can be pretty fatal. Um, And the Lord began to show me that there was many of you that have been feeling like your energy is being depleted, almost to the point where it's hard for you to fight. But the Lord said tonight that you're getting your fight back. So I want to do a few things. I want to read a scripture tonight from 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to read it in the New American Standard Bible. And I want to give us just a little bit of reading, if I could before I really break this down and make it make sense. So we're gonna be reading about the prophet Elijah. That's 1 Kings chapter 19. I'll be reading from verse one to eight. Here's how it reads. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel, whom we love to preach about, Pastor Andrew, would have no true understanding of who she really is because we think it's a she when it's really a spirit. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the gods do to me and more so if by about this time tomorrow I do not make your life like the life of one of them. I'm going to give you the context once I finish reading. And he was afraid. Who? Prophet Elijah. And got up and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. Pause. See, I read the King James Version and the King James Version says juniper tree. Okay, and this is going to be significant in a little bit. But for the sake of the NASB, under a broom tree. And he asked for himself to die and said, enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. Then he lay down and fell asleep under a broom tree. But behold, there was an angel touching him, and he said to him, Arise, eat. 
And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a round loaf of bread baked on hot coals and a pitcher of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Verse 7. But the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, because the journey is too long for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And he journeyed, into the strength, he journeyed in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. Prophet Elijah is probably one of the most popular prophets we know about in the Bible. And a few chapters before that, he was the prophet that had challenged the uh, prophets of Baal by 450 on Mount Carmel. And he said, oh, gather your prophets. Come on, we're going to have a showdown. He had all this, if I may say it's Toronto slang, tough chat. He had all this big speech, and he was performing miracles, and he was baptizing the altar with water, and he said, do it again three times, and the fire of God came down and consumed. And after that, Jezebel caught wind of that, and Jezebel said, oh, because after he'd proven that the Lord was the Lord, Jezebel said, who is this man to kill my prophets? So she sent a message to him saying, I will kill you this same time tomorrow. Bet. Now, here's what's funny about this story. Prophet Elijah was the same one that just called down fire from heaven. The chapter before. 1 Kings 18, read it. But now because Jezebel sent one threat, sent him running, a day's journey. Who runs for one day straight? How scared do you have to be at the threat of Jezebel? Sent him running for a day's journey. And it also says that, I think I skipped the verse, but it's supposed to be in there, that he left his servant. I don't remember reading that, but I remember reading it when I was preparing. He left his servant afar off. And he went by himself to isolate himself. And he went and he hid under a broom tree or a juniper tree. And this is what's so funny to me. It's the fact that in one moment, when you're really called and anointed for something, when the mantle is upon you, you can do anything. But what happens when the mantle lifts? Now we're talking about reviving your warfare because Elijah was ready to die. The one who was meant to represent Israel, the one who was called to a life of warfare, was now ready to die. So I said, okay. Okay. He was called to a life of warfare. So when we look at the story, I'm just trying to figure out by in the midst of one chapter where all that confidence went. Oh, and he's laughing at them. Maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe he's relieving himself. Call a little longer. Jezebel sends one message. She didn't even show up herself. She just sent a messenger. And now this great prophet, oh, I'm ready to die. Woe is me. Here's what I love about this story, Pastor, is that the Lord sent Elijah an angel. And sometimes when you feel depleted and when you feel like all your hope is gone, the Lord will always send you an angel. Did you know that the word angel is also synonymous in the book of Revelations for a pastor? For a leader of a house? The Lord sent Elijah an angel. And what did the angel do? Baked him a cake. Gave him some water. Now this is, this is significant because I don't think that's an adequate solution for someone who's suicidal. The angel came. And not fed him once, but fed him twice. Sometimes, can I propose to you that when you're feeling low and depleted, all you need to do is get under an angel, a.k.a. your pastor. I don't think this is making any sense. If you read Revelation chapter 2, you're going to see that Jesus was writing, was speaking specifically to the angel of the house of Ephesus. Angel of the house of this church. Angel of the house of, because they're representing of pastors. What we do when we feel depleted is we isolate ourselves. And we justify, I just want to be alone. Nobody understands me. I just And that's exactly what Prophet Elijah did. But what did God do? He sent an angel. Might I propose to you that not all angels come selling Philadelphia cream cheese? 
You've seen the commercial. I haven't seen it in years. I don't really have cable, but... Sometimes that prophetic word that your pastor will deliver on a Sunday morning or whatever day it is might be the word that you need to rekindle your strength. Jesus is what? The bread of life. What did the angel deliver prophet Elijah? A morsel of bread. We get depleted. We turn our back on God. I'm done. Meanwhile, you have the living word right here. Refuse to eat from it. We're talking about reviving our warfare tonight because many of you have been depleted, sucked dry, lost all energy, motivation, zeal. And we just say, I just need things to open back up. It's just my mental health. And that may be true. But what do we do? What did David say? We got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. But you can't encourage yourself in the Lord when you don't know the word of the Lord. Oh, I just want, Pastor, can you just pray, pray for yourself, would you? How many different altar calls are you going to keep coming to? You fall out, you have an experience, you get back up, and you go back and do the same thing over again. There's something that's wrong. And th there's a definition, and I don't mean to be rude, of, I don't know if I may, I think it's called stupidity. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just talking to Pastor Andrew. It's when we do the same things over and over, but we accept that, I expect a different result. Insanity, is that what it is? Thank you. Where I was like, oh, I'm just believing God to, if I could just get to this service, I could. And don't get me wrong, it's good to fellowship. But what do you do when you're feeling all alone and there's nobody there to call? How do we revive your warfare? And this is what the sad part is. Revival insinuates that something is dead. So why is that thing in your life dead? Oh, he's come that I might have life and have it more abundantly, but it's dead. He is the bread of life, but it's dead. Many of you need to do a better job at understanding that it's not enough just to be alive, but you also have to fight to stay alive. Because the enemy comes but what? To kill, steal, and to destroy. As long as you have breath in your body, you are going to be a threat to the enemy. And we oftentimes say, oh, I'm just, can you pray for me? I'm just going through warfare. If you were not going through warfare, that would mean to say that you're not really doing anything. You're not really a threat. And I posted something on Facebook. And I, I'm always getting in trouble on Facebook. But I posted something on Facebook. And it said this. We need to stop over-spiritualizing things. Most of the things we're calling the devil is just a result of our bad decisions. Oh, they're talking about me. I'm just going through warfare. Meanwhile, you were chatting everybody last week. And then when the person caught wind of it, now you're in persecution? Oh, my car broke down. The devil's after me. The, the, change, the check engine light's been on for two months. <laughs> How are you in warfare? Oh, pastor, pray for me. I just, you just wouldn't believe what happened. Like, my, they fired me on my job. Well, let's, let's check the attendance record. You've been late for the last month. But you're in warfare. bunny trail i'm sorry the point is is that we have to be active soldiers in the lord's army what did paul say to timothy in second timothy 2 he said my son endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ he says no soldier entangles himself i'm kjv i can't quote any other <laughs> entangles himself in the affairs of life when you're a soldier there's a certain regimen and discipline that you need to have I look at firefighters, how they sleep but not really sleep when on duty. Because at any moment that alarm can go off. And if they're not ready, guess what? People are going to die. Now, sometimes, you know, things happen. It's not that deep. We don't be forget to turn off the stove, etc. But firefighters stay ready. And you know what I love, Pastor Andrew? I love that we can, oh, I just feel like they're just moving different. 
I just feel like we have an eye and a sense for when everything else is going wrong towards us. But we have no discernment for when the devil is trying to sift you like wheat. They're just moving funny, but you can't notice the devil moving funny. So the same discernment, I always say like, if you have bread, just butter the other side of the bread. You already have the ability to discern. So why don't you just utilize and channel that discernment in an area that's beneficial? I just sense, I just sense, so you should be able to sense demons when they come knocking at your door. It just doesn't feel the same. You should be able to feel that your devotion life is slipping after two weeks. Soldiers have a regimen and a schedule. They wake up at four in the morning, 10 minute showers. They got to do two, two kilometer runs. I don't know how much they have to do. They get yelled at. Oh, yes, sir. Get on the floor. You think this is your, I'm not your mama. You did it. You know what we would have did? Oh, you're just so mean to me. You just don't know the week I had. And who told you to sign up for the army? And this is the thing about the kingdom. You are literally enlisted into the Lord's army. So this is not a place where you can have a decision. You are enlisted. Your number is called. And when you come, if you are not prepared to have the disciplines of a soldier, guess what? You're going to buckle under the pressure. Soldiers fight for something that's bigger than themselves. What is it that you're fighting for tonight? All we do is fight for, oh, my peace, my hope, my... When does it come to fighting for a nation? Fighting for revival? Fighting for my family? Fighting to break generational curses? Because while you're trying to secure the bag, the enemy's ripping your family to shreds. While you're trying your best to keep everything in order to make sure no one's talking about you, the devil's up and through your health. We need to have the spiritual stamina. And we need to have the regimen and we need to have the, that work ethic to be able to discern the schemes of the enemy. No warfare goes to, no soldier goes through warfare without, equip, without uh, efficient uh, warfare. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you. When I teach my intercessors, I call it your PPE, your protective personal equipment. God's given you what? The whole armor of God. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. Your feet, your loins guard about with truth. Your feet prepare with the preparation of the gospel. The shield of faith and my favorite one, the sword of the spirit. And I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna break something down. All of the things I've named with the exception of the sword are defense mechanisms. Reviving your warfare. Because we go into warfare without our helmet. How can you defeat the devil when you don't even, you're not even concrete in your salvation? It's the helmet of salvation. You have to have a knowledge knowing that I'm saved. And I know that I am. You have to have that, that knowledge that God's got me. David knew the God of his salvation. He is my refuge and my strength. A present help in the time of trouble. So, but again, when we don't have the word for scriptures on our salvation, we end up going into prayer. Well, the devil, leave me alone because Jesus said so. You have to have that word of God. What did Jesus do when he was tempted in the world? For it is written. He could not know that if he didn't study the Pentateuch. The five first books of the Bible in the Old Testament. The breastplate of righteousness. Is your heart clean? What's covering your heart? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. We're reviving your warfare tonight. We go into these things with... Well, <laughs> Jamaicans say bad blood. You go, you go, you go into it just... <laughs> Pastor Shirley's killing me tonight. Just mech. You know, there's no plans. There's no strategy. Who goes to fight without a strategy? You have to study your opponent because you want to know why? The devil is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Now listen, that, thing, that, looks, of, that looks like watching, stalking, lurking, checking your habits. Okay, didn't do devotion today. Check. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm, told a lie. Check. And they're there and they're there. So when the time is right and he gives you the right bait, you bite it. Because he studies his prey. Why don't we have strategy to defeat the devil? 
We have the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet gird about our loins, rather, with the, with the loins of truth. So the truth is what's going to hold you together. If I didn't have a belt on right now, my pants would be on the floor. But the belt is what holds me together. What is holding you together? John 17 says, Lord, your word is truth. Sanctify me in your truth. You want to know the truth? It's the word of God. What did, what did I miss? Helmet, breastplate, loins. Feet prepared with the preparation of the gospel. That, that speaks of harmony. Are you ready to always reconcile humanity back to the Lord Jesus? When was the last time you invite somebody to church? When was the last time you witnessed and told somebody about Jesus? Because doing that to church people is easy. Now you, you go to school, you go to work. You act like them. So now when you want to talk like Jesus, you can't do it. We just want to invite you to our fry fish dinner happening this Saturday. I don't even like fish. Uh, helmet. Shield of faith. This is my favorite one. Shield is literally something that you use to block off the fiery darts of the enemy. And this is my thing. When the enemy sends these attacks your way, how big is your shield? Because you have to have a, it says the shield of faith. And we know that faith can increase. The, the, the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. What did Romans 12 say? He says, you prophesy according to the proportion of your faith. So you can grow and increase it. So how, when your shield is this small, what's that going to do against a bazooka? What is that going to do? Headshot, bam! You need the shield of faith where you can even crouch down and it can cover your whole body. But how do you build your faith? By the word of God. Are you catching the correlation here? Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Okay, what am I missing? Feet, shield, sword. Self-explanatory because the Bible says, which is the word of God. That's why Jesus said, for it is written. For it is written, 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 for it is written. We're talking about reviving your warfare. I'm, I plan to come here and preach a good sermon and say, oh, you're going to get it back. Into, ah. I plan to do all of that. But the point of that, I'm thinking about it like if I don't give you the tools and the strategies to understand your protective mechanisms that the Lord has armed you with. Because the weapons of our warfare are not, but they're mighty through to the pulling down of. So the, 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 the PPE that he gives you is spiritual. Oh, God. Is this making any sense? That's not even in the notes. Okay, I want to read one more scripture. Let's go to Judges chapter 16. I want to read from 4 to 9. Judges chapter 16. This is the good old story of Samson and Delilah. And it reads in ASB. Oh, I need to change it to NASB. Hold on. And after this, it came about that he, Samson, was in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. So the governors of the Philistines came up to her and said, entice him. And see where his great strength lies. And how we can overpower him. So that we can bind him to humble him. Then we will each give you a thousand one hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your great strength lies. And how you can be bound to humble you. Don't preach it yet, Stephen. Keep reading. And Samson said to her, if they bind me with seven fresh animal tendons that have not been dried. Then will I become weak and like any other man. Verse 8, I'm going to stop after this verse. Then the governors of the Philistines brought up seven fresh animal tendons that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. I actually can't stop there. Now she had men prepared for an ambush in the inner room and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson! But Samson tore the tendons to pieces, just like the thread of flax is torn apart when it comes too close to the fire. So his strength was not discovered. Let's stop there. Samson decided to fall in love with a young girl. 
And this is what Delilah decided to do. The governors, because you have to understand something. Samson's whole purpose of living was to fight on behalf of Israel. He was created for war. When the angel visited his parents, the angel said, uh, Mama, you can't drink no strong drink, nothing from the vine, and you shall never let a, a razor come on his head because he's going to be a Nazarite before me. Angel said, yes, sir. Father said, yes, sir. So he's been, and it's, if you read the passage of Judges, it tells you that uh, Samson had unusual strength. Now, every, when I was going to Sunday school, all the pictures showed me this muscle man. But as I was reading the text, I'm like, if they're wondering where his strength lies, could he have looked like me? We think it's Bob the Builder, not Bob the Builder, Barry the, um, uh, uh, Dave the Barbarian. And if you're a millennial, I don't know. Yeah, it was some big like Hulk Hogan guy. Gentle, sweet guy though. He couldn't kill a fly. But we often, we, when we think of Samson, we think of this jack dude. But if they were curious where his strength came from, it couldn't have been physical. So the governor set him up and said, Delilah, we noticed that he has feelings for you. I, I, I caught him looking at you, fam. He likes you. No, no, she does. he doesn't. Yes, he does. So they enticed her and said, "Tice him and see where his strength, his strength lies so that we can overcome him. Now, Delilah didn't even have the audacity to be slick. She just rolled up and said, show me where your strength lies. <laughs> Jamaican will call them dry eye. <laughs> and so he lied to her. If you keep reading, this happens three times. But on the last time, which we'll read, uh, verse 15... Then she said to him, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have toyed with me these three times and I, you have not told me where your great strength is. And it came about when she pressed him daily. I can't wait. And with her words she, and urged him that his soul was annoyed to death. How annoying could this Delilah have been? Samson, are you ready to tell me now? Are you ready to tell me now? How about now? She's not eating for days. I could imagine doing anything she can to get his attention. She probably would, if she had IG, she would have said, oh, this relationship is so tiresome. <laughs> then all the women's movement would say, girl, if he's beating you, just leave. Verse 17. So he told her all that was in his heart and said to her, a razor has never come on my head. For I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaved, then my strength will leave me and I will become weak and be like every other man. Wow. Verse 18. When Delilah saw that he had told her all that was in her heart, she sent word and called the governors of the Philistines saying, come up here once more. For he has told me all that is in his heart. Then the governors of the Philistines came up and brought the money in their hands. And she made him sleep on her knees. I'm going to give you a few indicators of how to, how to detect Delilah. Because Delilah doesn't always come in fishnet stockings and lingerie. It doesn't come with six-pack abs and talks about his feelings. She made him sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to humble him and his strength left him. Verse 20, she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. He awoke up out of his sleep and said, I will go out like all the other times and I will shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. Out of his socket. You think this stuff is a joke. Where am I? Thank you. Then the Philistines gouged out his eyes and they brought him down to Gaza. And restrained him with bronze chains, and he became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it was shaved. Now, let's talk about this for a little bit. Delilah's name in the Hebrew is very interesting. It means failing to make progress or to be successful. The word, in other words, is feeble. Delilah was sent on assignment. 
to weaken Samson from his the man that was built for warfare. This is why we have to be careful and we need the, the gift of discerning of spirits to discern who hell sends to our lives. Opportunities can be Delilah's. The right door at the wrong time can be a Delilah. I, I wish I had some help. You want to know what else can be a Delilah? When you hit snooze, when the Holy Ghost tells you, wake up at five and pray. Where does your strength lie? But Samson's strength, it depended on his covenant that he made with the Lord. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What did the, what did the Lord tell you? And when you don't take the, the agreements and the instructions of the Lord properly, after that, you know what? You're out of my jurisdiction. I was clear. No razor to go on your head. I wish I could make this up, but I'm not as gifted. So I'm going to give you one, two, three, four. Four things if you're taking notes of how to identify Delilah. Number one, and again, I'm not speaking. This is gender neutral. Delilah is a spirit. Okay, it's gender neutral. Delilah, number one, Delilah will always appeal to your flesh. And I'm not just speaking sexually. Hitting snooze is satisfying to the flesh. Breaking your fast early is satisfying to the flesh. Not reading your Bible when you said you were going to do it is satisfying to the flesh. Number two, Delilah is persistent. I want you to look in your life and see that nagging thing every time that whenever you try to do good, evil comes and presents itself. That might be a Delilah in your life that's unidentified. She nagged him to death. Samson. How can you claim to love me and you've hidden this thing from my heart? What is those things that really nag you? Those constant temptations. Those constant thoughts. The same people that keep showing up in different, same personalities that show up in different people. Romantically, when you keep attracting a certain type, oh boy, it's in a different shell now, but it's the exact same person. Delilah. Number three, Delilah will always have a motive. What did I say about the gift of discerning of spirits? The gift of discerning of spirits will help you to discern the motive operation behind the thing. My apostle calls it, you'll know the thing behind the thing. You just don't look at a man and say, oh, what a nice young man. Now discernment says, yeah, but there's something off. I may not be able to put my finger on it, but that ain't right. This is my problem now, mini rant. People blow up on social media. Couple cool videos. Everyone's like, oh, they're a man or woman of God. Where is your discernment? Where is your discernment? Just because it sounds and looks good and is modern doesn't make it God. There was a story time. There was a young woman that emerged viral, still going viral. And I'm like, okay, God. Okay, noted. Noted. Everyone's like, yeah, she's so powerful. Oh, apostle, apostle, you gotta check this video out. Uh, okay. What do you think? I'd rather not share. And my thing is, I don't share when I don't know how to identify, but I knew something was wrong. Long story short, there was a video exposing her and her ministry, stating that she's been staging some of the things in ministry. And nobody, to the people, everyone's there like, oh, wow, what a powerful woman of God, what a powerful this. But I'm telling you, th there are people who... I'm not on this. Ministry is almost become now this thing that we can manufacture. So if the lights are good and the band is nice and the BGVs are on point and never flat, it's God. And that's not always the truth. Check the green room now. You want to know if it's God? What are they talking about after service? I'm sorry. I'm warfare, 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 warfare. Delilah will always have a motive. She's sent on assignment. Delilah was sent on assignment to literally suck Samson's anointing dry. 
And this is the kicker for me. Point number four, Delilah will always make you feel safe. Notice how she laid, how he laid in her lap. There was some type of safety or comfort that Delilah provided Samson, Samson with that his first wife didn't. Because we think Delilah's going to come with horns and, and, and a pitchfork. Oh, no, 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 baby. Delilah's literally going to come looking at everything that you think is perfect. All my life, I finally waited for this. You know what? Feel safe. You're bad when you're tired. But the Lord told you, eh, 5 a.m., let's go. Pray. Right, 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. It's 3 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock. The very thing that the discipline that God was trying to train you to have to be able to attack the enemy, you're now shortcutting because of your flesh. You can't stand in the face of the devil and not give in when you don't strengthen yourself with the word of God. When you don't strengthen yourself with prayer and fasting. But you can't say these words now because they tell you you're religious and you're legalistic and it doesn't take all that. Well, let me tell you this. If it was good enough for the old saints, it's good enough. Some of the things, some of the cycles you're in are because you refuse to fast. And I'm not talking about social media fast and friends fast. Food. No food. I can't, I can't get with this whole, I'm, I'm fasting from friends. Show me a scripture where Jesus fasted from friends. Somebody say make it make sense. I'm just fasting from, 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 from movies. No, that was a given. If you were sanctifying yourself from the Lord to pray, of course you're not going to watch movies. This new age stuff I can't get with. So when we see the demons in operation in our lives, now we're confused. You want to revive your warfare? Maybe this isn't even a revival. Maybe this is a shock. Maybe this is news. Delilah looks like skipping that workout. Sometimes God wants you fit for where he wants to stand you. Sometimes Delilah looks like eating one too many cupcakes. You know there's a thing in the Bible called gluttony? Just because it's not murder, just because it's not lying and fornication, it's still wrong. You're preaching sin now, you're judging me. Oh, Apostle Stephen, who do you think you are? Guess what? If it's Bible and the Lord, these are, why do you think Delilah's so, you're in Delilah's lap. She's running her fingers through your hair because you're playing by her rules. You have to sanctify yourself. Another cuss word. I, I preach all over Instagram, sanctification, sanctification, sanctification. The process where you become free from sin and more like Jesus. We call people, we call ourselves Christian now, we, we can't even identify. I'm not talking about outward appearance. Your character. You've been saved 10 years. How do we not know that you're saved? There's no evidence your family members can attest to the true transformation in your life? Did you know that your Christian ethics and how you represent Jesus is a warfare strategy? Because when your family looks at how clean and holy you're living, they said, you were once crazy. You once used to cuss me off and never used to do your chores. Now you're being obedient. What has happened to you? Say, the Lord Jesus did it. Now your unsaved family members want to get saved. But when you go home as a child of God, singing on, not singing on y'all, okay? Singing on the praise team, go home, go cuss your mom off. Get out of my room, you're not my dad. But you were just singing all my life, you have been faithful. And then you wonder why they don't want to serve your God. The life that you live is a warfare strategy. And I come to prophesy tonight that the spirit of might is coming upon you. The same anointing that God gave Samson to fight the lion and the bear along the way is the same anointing that the Lord is pouring out upon you tonight. It's a spirit of counsel and might. Read it. Uh, Isaiah 11 verse 2. There is a supernatural grace and a supernatural strength that the Lord wants to pour out to you tonight. But in order for you to maintain that strength, it comes through prayer, reading the word, fasting, killing your flesh, saying no. 
So, if we're going to be doing warfare, I want to ask you, what are you defending? You need context for this warfare. You're not beating the air, as Paul said. You have a strategy and a target. What are you defending? I'm fighting, for my, I'm fighting for my bloodline. I'm fighting for my ministry. I'm fighting for my marriage. I'm fighting for the life I want to see. What are you fighting for? Somebody say this. It's bigger than me. Say it's bigger than me. The warfare and everything that you're going through or claim to be going through could be a result of where God is taking you and how he wants to prepare you. But if you're going to be a soldier... There are specific disciplines that you need. I tell my spiritual sons and daughters, personal devotion is a must. I just didn't feel like it today, Apostle. Well, then you don't get to feel like preaching when I ask you to do it on the Facebook group. Because we study to preach, but not to live. I have 10 seconds left. God is reviving the soldier on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can I pray? Let's stand on our feet. Somebody say, Lord, revive my warfare. Somebody say, Lord, revive my warfare. Lift your hands if you would. Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you tonight, God, that you've called us to be great men and women of war. Jehovah Gabor, we call upon you tonight. And we ask that you would unlock and release your strategy to divide and conquer. I pray tonight, Lord, by the power of Jesus Christ, that you would begin to rekindle and reflame every dead mission. Every dead goal, every dead ministry, every dead instruction, I pray even now that you would begin to recall past instructions given that have once been forgotten. And I, Father, I impart even now the gift of endurance and long-suffering. And I prophesy over these people watching live and on the replay and those who are in-house that they will suffer long for the name of Jesus. That they will endure hardness as a good soldier. Father, won't you begin to raise them up in their mind? Put a yes I can in their spirit. In fact, your word declares it is not by might nor by power. But it's by the spirit, say the Lord of hosts. And Father, I pray tonight that you would release the spirit of might upon them unusual strength not in their own power not in their own wisdom but that which comes from above father i'm asking you tonight by under the sound of my voice that you will allow for that victor that conqueror that winner that strategic vessel to begin to rise up in them now and I'm asking you Lord God that you begin to impart the gift of discerning of spirits let them know right from wrong good from bad angels from demons right doors plus wrong doors and I pray Lord God that you're giving them strength to rise out of Delilah's lap Father, I bind every spirit of spiritual suicide that wants to lay down and die. And Father, I release now the interest to read your word. The, the, the focus and discipline to pray. A hunger for fasting. Father, I impart, I feel the Holy Ghost, that you will allow an anointing to rise upon this individual. For I even hear the Lord saying there's many of you that would like to read the word but you don't understand it. Father, I pray that you release understanding, revelation and insight, God. Let the words that they read off those pages illuminate their souls. Father, won't you enlighten their understanding for the glory of God. Father, I ask you now in the mighty name of Jesus. That should release that warrior on the inside of them to arise. 
I pray that you call that warrior on the inside of them to arise and come forth. Lazarus, we address you by name. And we say, shake off the grave clothes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake off the grave clothes. And we call you out. We call you out. Oh, yes. Father, blow the Spirit of God, the Ruach Kodesh, through their nostrils. Father, even as you asked Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Let these dry bones live. Let these dry devotion lives live. Let these dry convictions live. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I pray, God, by the power of the living God, that you begin to rekindle and re-spark your fire, your fire, your fire. And Father, I'm asking you now that you would allow there to be a resolve in their mind that come what may, we're not going to allow anything to separate us from the love of God. Nothing to separate us from the love of God. No death, no peril, no danger. Things above, things beneath. But you put that spirit of might on the inside of them. That they would tower through every mountain. Tower through every roadblock. Tower through every obstacle. That they would jump over walls. Father, I pray you give their hands, oh God, strategies to fight. Teach their fingers how to war. Hey. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you allow a revival and a shaking, oh God. Shake this generation. Oh, yes. Father, we say even now that they will cling to your word. They will cling to your truth. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Father, the Holy Ghost, which you've given them, teach them things to come. Teach them the word of God. Show them your plans, Lord God. Holy Spirit, the comforter, we call upon you. I wish you'd receive this by faith. I wish you'd receive this by faith. I pray, God, that you release the Holy Ghost in their rooms, in their cars, on the job, at school when it opens up. Father, I'm asking you that you provide your anointing, your anointing that breaks chains, your anointing that sets the captives free. Your anointing that heals the sick. Father, we thank you for the breaker's anointing now. And we pull down all imaginations that exalt itself above the knowledge of Jesus. And we pull it into the captivity of God. And we decree and declare, Lord God, that your people are being loosed from the prisons. Loosed from the doors. Loosed from the shackles, Lord God. Oh, there is freedom in Jesus. There is freedom in Jesus. God is setting you free from Delilah. He's setting you free from Delilah. And we decree and declare that Delilah dies tonight. Delilah dies tonight. Delilah, I feel this thing. Delilah dies tonight. Come on, get violent, would you? Get, but where are my warriors? The violent do what? Take it by force. 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 You will live and not die. I speak to your destiny. The enemy will not take you Depression will not take you out. Sickness will not take you out. By his stripes you're healed. He was wounded for your sins and transgressions. Come on, grab the scriptures that you need and begin to prophesy them. Deuteronomy 8.18, it's he who gives you power to create wealth. Call in the resources from the north, the south, the east, and the west. My family shall be saved. Your family shall be saved. The favor of God is about to come to your life if you receive this by faith. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I prophesy the unusual strength is coming to you. 
to do what God has called you to do. To defend the places he's called you to defend. I prophesy that you will see great and unusual anointings. To fight. To war. To defend. To conquer. 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 To fight. To war. To defend. To Even life behind to fight, to fight, to fight, to fight, to fight, to fight. Somebody scream in this house. I feel the spirit of mind coming. Come on, scream in this house. You can't be passive with this. You gotta go after it. Come on, scream to the Lord. Anointing of God, fight, defend, and conquer. 